Yes, in a very special edition of Unleashed Cast, I hand over the podcast reins to Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous duo, as they talk to Tyrone Studemeyer from Hyatt Hotels at our recent Unleash America event. There's a few more of these podcast crossovers coming up, so do look out for them, or should I say, listen out for them. It was great to link up with Chad and Cheese at the event. We're going to do exactly the same thing for Unleashed World coming up in October. But for now, here's Tyrone Studemeyer. A quick warning, Chad and Cheese are a bit more of a relaxed vibe, so there's a little bit of bad language where I thought I'd notify you up front. Other than that, time for Chad and Cheese. What's up, everybody? Oh, I can. You know what's up. You know what time it is. It's Chad Cheese live from the Unleashed show in Las Vegas. Shit. And we are just happy to welcome Tyrone Studemeyer, Global Global VP of Equity and Inclusion at Hyatt. Yet another guest that's smarter than we are as usual as usual tyrone the the pride of chicago's south side welcome to the chad and cheese podcast ah glad to be here it's nice to be with the big cheese awesome Joel. love oh. being face to face with everybody what's going on here Chad's out there <laughs> and, and thanks to chad for inviting me i have to give <laughs> yeah. credit where credit was due i wouldn't be here without chad you're clearly a stylish man which oh. our listeners will not go but most guys can't pull off the aqua Sport coat, and you Absolutely. do it quite elegantly. Sexy. I appreciate other that. Than a, other than great fashion sense, give us a Twitter bio about Tyrone. What makes you tick? R- real quick, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, 2737 Fair Park. The D. Motown, Hitville, USA. Oh, home of Aretha Motown. Franklin, Gladys Knight, and the Pips. You guys get the yeah. drill. Oh, yes. So Heard I'm a very colorful, artsy type guy. Before coming into HR, I was actually a background singer. And so oh, I did a lot of moves. Now, wait a minute. The, the moves, the, the moves, Motown moves. The Motown moves. Oh, yes. You don't live in Detroit and, and, and box a Motown and not be an uh-huh. entertainer. It doesn't, it doesn't. Do you know Lionel Richie? I do know Lionel oh, Richie. Oh, stop no. it. Stop I just posted it. and did some work with um, <laughs> Tyler Bill. I just posted on social media. Her birthday was yesterday. So I posted a picture of her and I singing and hanging out. Oh, come on, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Bell. You got, you know. That is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, okay. So, so you so didn't know that about me. That's my tweetable moment. That is amazing, dude. Okay, <laughs> do, you know, so do you know every member of Cool in the Gang? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't know. That one, that one's a stretch. Way too far on that one, huh? Way too far. Way too far. Maybe next time. They went for Motown. So what else? So I'm married for 25 years. I have a daughter that's 20 years old, junior at Hampton University. Um, born raised in Detroit, live in Chicago. I've been in Hyatt for nine years now. Hyatt's a purpose-driven organization. Our purpose is to care for people to be their best. Yep. We believe that diversity, equity, and inclusion is the manifestation of our purpose. It's how it comes alive. So I get to lead those efforts. I say I have the best job in the organization, and I get to influence and inspire and engage people to do things that sometimes they don't want to do. Why don't they want to do it? The unknown. People are fearful. Listen, the only person who likes change is wet babies. Everybody else resists change. <laughs> and as the world continues to evolve and continue to grow, people are going to have to adapt to change. By 2025, the minority will be the majority. Yes. And people are afraid of that. Well, we're seeing that all right over in front the of U.S., America, right? All over the U.S. Every all over the U.S. day. You got 80 million baby boomers that will transition out of the workforce by 2025. Uh-huh. The next generation of workers only 40 million. There's a shortfall of 40 million qualified workers. Coupled with the great resignation, more than 50 million people left their employer. And unemployment in the States is still low. So where are these people going? Yeah. Right? So again, I get to work in an environment where you look at the workforce, the workplace, the marketplace, how we attract talent, we engage talent, promote talent, and then how do we store up in the community? 
we have we have committed to hire to hire 10,000 youth between the ages of 16 and 24 around the globe. So it sounds like no matter what, market forces are going to push us into diverse workplaces. Oh, absolutely. Like it or not. Like it or like not. It or not. And like it embracing or not. it sooner is better than embracing it later. And let me just say, it's, it's shifting from a multicultural mindset to an intercultural global mindset. Uh-huh. Because people are coming from around the world and working around the world. And most companies are trying to get this outside the United States, those who are global companies. So you have to have a global mindset to really be successful in today's economy. Well, and you are working at a global company. I work at a global company, 100,000 employees in more than 70 countries. Yeah. About uh, 25, 30 different brands. Yeah. And in about 1,200 properties. Last year, we acquired, during the pandemic, ALG. So we're now the largest all-inclusive company in the world. So, I mean, hospitality's taken a hit. 100 million people in hotels alone were impacted by COVID-19. Yeah. 100 million, just in hotels. Uh-huh. And we're coming back around, but we're coming back around with leisure travel is what kept us alive. Individuals uh-huh. still wanted to vacation. Miami never stopped. Atlanta never stopped. Hawaii was busting loose. It was amazing how people wanted to just get away. They were bound up in their yeah. homes for a year. Yeah. Second year, we got to get out. Third year, we even more. I am very glad to be here today to see as many people that are out from around the world Amen. at this conference. Amen. This is like amazing. So it's like I'm, I'm high on energy here looking at the people and, you know, hearing, talking and we're sharing. And it's a great, great thing to see people back on the road. So my sense, you mentioned the pandemic and you had the George Floyd incident and Black Lives Matter before that. Is it your sense that during the pandemic, a lot of companies took a breath, took a time out and said, who are we mm-hmm. and made changes Obviously, some did not. But what was your sense of companies changing during the pandemic? What exactly was going through their their process? And, and how has that changed? And looking forward, how will it change? I think that, that if, we look at, if we look at what's happened in the world over years, in 1965 to 1967, it was the civil rights movement, moved corporations to look more closer at women and people of color, particularly women. Women profited a great deal for civil rights. Then we saw 9-11. Right, and we responded very differently. We came together, honored differences. However, we did discriminate against Middle Eastern and people from India yes. because they thought they were terrorists. So right. there was a downside to that. Now you have the death and murder of George Floyd, coupled with Asian hate, Black Lives Matters, and Me Too movement, all at the same time. So this country was woken, what the globe was, of the abuse that the law enforcement told towards a black man. That he was not, George was not the first black person that was shot and killed by police officers, right? And even uh, mass murders have just been a part of this history, yeah. and people are becoming numb to it. Yeah. But companies either reacted or they responded, to answer your question. And in most cases, people reacted and wanted to give money to the black community. Let's go to United Negro College Fund. Let's write a check. Let's write a check. Let's write a Which check. is easy. Let's yeah. check it's lazy. It was lazy and irresponsible, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Right now, let me give it clear. People needed the money, but we need more than just the money. People need to understand the difference between equity and equality. Equality says we get everybody the same thing. Equity means you want to meet people where they are. So companies either reacted or responded, and people who reacted wrote checks thinking it was going to close the gap, and it did not. And my counsel to Hyatt was we were not going to write a check. We need to look inward first. Change starts here. We initiate a program. Change starts here. Look at inward first to make sure we were doing right by our colleagues, our guests, and our consumers. So we have three goals. One, who we employ, develop, and advance. That we are doubling the representation of women around the globe and people of color in the United States with a focus on blacks at the leadership level. Because what you see is that individuals have talent 
from entry level to manager, but manager and above, most companies struggle with that. Yeah. So you only have one black, one Asian, a few good white women, but you don't really have full diversity. And so we then let that go. And I'm happy to say that we're 86% of our five-year goal for reputation women outside the United States. That's outstanding. Wow. And then who we're going to support is helping the unemployable youth between ages 16 and 24, which is a huge issue in the black and brown community in urban cities. Yes. So we feel we can help to do that. There's a proverb that says that when when the youth cannot feel the warmth from their community, they will burn it down. And that's where we're at, particularly in Chicago. Yes, yes. So, okay, so Tyrone, one of the things that I believe in deeply is transparency. Yes. And and, and I believe that what we have not done in the United States is we have not provided any transparency around workforce composition, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe once we are transparent, then we can see who's having problems, who needs help, Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then we can we can fix that. My question to you is, why is it so hard for companies to know when they want to make changes? They say they want to make changes. Right. I don't believe them because the first step would be transparency. What exactly. do you think about that? I think you're spot on. I've, I've now looked at this will versus skill. Uh-huh. Most organizations and leaders have the will to do the work. They don't have the skill. And they don't want to look at the, the data tells a story. When you look at an organization and you see you've got one black at the top, uh-huh. one Latino at the top versus hundreds, it's, it just, it, 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 it's, just, it's not right. And again, yeah. it's, it's charity. We're giving back and a zero-sum game. If I have to give up something for someone else, I'm going to lose. People look at diversity as a problem to be solved versus a difference to be leveraged. If we look at this differently know that if we leverage those differences, we will come out greater than we ever have before. But people are fearful because they don't want to be left behind. They don't want to give up, and they don't want to be, you know, they they don't want to give up their their state, no. right? Where they are right now, right? Yes. They're afraid that they're going to drop down the ladder. And I think it's quite the opposite. Yeah. But I will I, I will have to say that by 2020, under the prior administration, the head the home the head exceptional white male between the ages of 35 and 50 living in suburban communities became a minority because of unemployment. Mm. So you have white men yes. that are minorities now, and by 2025 will be more visible. People are not focused on that because what white men have gotten their share of the pie. We have to solve for one that benefits all of us, yep. regardless of race, gender, orientation. We're more similar than we are different, but our difference lies in our cultural backgrounds. Messages that your mother taught you may be different than messages my mom taught me. Doesn't mean they were right or wrong, but how we solve problems and resolve conflicts is based upon our culture and what was told to us. Culture, we eat strategy for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Choose your meal. If you establish a culture that people cannot embrace or they cannot thrive and strive, they will leave, i.e. why more than 50 million people left their employer. 4.8 million people left their employer in August of last year. 4.8 in one month. Yeah. And it was about a sense of not belonging. Yeah. No social justice platform. Who they were supporting. How the top was getting paid and the bottom was not. Yeah. All those things he says, you know what? I'm out. Deuces. I'm gone. So companies now have to look at this very differently if they're going to retain talent. I just heard a presentation just here today. And the young lady was talking about how um, people are leaving within their first 100 days. The cost associated to sourcing, recruiting, and hiring, and the person does not, and it's gone in, in, in less than 100 days, is enormous. You're yep. talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. and companies are not prepared for that. So we have to wise up. Leaders have to be more vulnerable than they've ever been before. They have to be transparent. 
and they have to they have to to we've got to assume positive intent. We've got to give ourselves some grace. We've got to give ourselves some time to process these but issues. Who, positive intent from who though? Because all of us. But yeah, but the thing is though, Tyrone, I think that workers have provided positive intent for years, watching the millions of dollars being spent, watching Google and Facebook talk about these amazing uh, you know, initiatives that they're going to have, and then they all fall flat. Fall they flat. all die. So as we, st- we sit around and we wait with positive intent, nothing seems to be happening. You're 100% right, but let me, let me push a little different here. Okay. The reason I'm saying is that positive intent is that most time leaders feel that people are complaining, they're trying to explain. Ah. Leaders need to show that positive intent is why yeah. is Tyrone suck it up and drive on. There you go. Yeah. Right. That's the that's been the message. Right. People no longer people are not going to suck it up anymore. They're going to pack up and they're going to leave. Yeah. So that's what I want to go for, from a leader's perspective. They're going to pack that. it up and drive on. We, I yeah, love exactly. that. That's Good it. one. That's it. People don't have to tell you when they're quitting. Yeah. They don't have to tell you. And when people stop, quote unquote, complaining and they get quiet, they're done. Yeah. I'm not going to claim. And, and here's the deal. We all do engagement surveys results. So we're scores. We know what people are saying, what we're saying versus what we do. People have to take those things seriously to take action. I was working with a company recently who actually has all of their practices on the line, promotions, pay. So people actually can see how I'm going to be rewarded, how I'm going to be promoted, and what I need to get to the next job. That's is People have to be that, that transparent. I want to go back to, to culture and building culture. And we have a lot of startups that listen to the show. And I think most of these things aren't, aren't built um, scandalously, right? I no. think a couple buddies create a startup and they just happen to both be white guys, right? Yes, and then yes. the first couple employees kind of look like them. Maybe sure. they went to school or whatever. And before you know it, there are 25, 50 employees that all kind of look the same. At what point should a startup look in the mirror and say, we need to diversify now because if we get too big, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to, to backtrack and create a culture that's diverse and open to everyone? So I, I, I think you're 100% and I think that's in the business plan. Who are our consumers? Where's the money coming from? How do we make money? Understanding that the world is that, and then look and say, we need to have a diverse team on the onset. Yeah. It's not built, we gotta, we gotta start initially with having the right person at the right time who just happens to be a woman, who just happens to be black. And I think, but the issue is that, study shows that only 15% of white Americans have blacks in their networks. Meaning 65% don't. Meaning socially. Socially. Wow. Okay. 80% of jobs are filled through internal referrals. So uh. your example, you gave about 15 people because that was in their network. Until we broaden our networks and build what I call cross-cultural relationships and connections, we won't be able to reach people. And the next generation worker is now looking at not only the, 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 the uh, diversity of the corporation, but the connections of those executives and those board members, how many women, how many black people, how many Latinos do they have in, on their LinkedIn profile? Yeah. They're the, making those decisions based upon that. One of the great interviews we had about a year or two ago was uh, talking about swapping spit. And, and the context of that was when, when inclusion became a huge topic before the pandemic, everyone was like, okay, we need a woman executive. Yes. And the, 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 the reaction or the initial response was, okay, Go poach someone from another company so we went, and yep. put her on our in our C suite. There, there wasn't a thoughtful discussion around how do we go to the farm and build our next executives yes. from within. Plant those yes. seeds, are baby. You seeing, Plant are you seeing that changing at all, or is it still not, swapping not, spit? Not, not fast enough. Yeah. I think people. I think companies that actually build and buy talent at the same time will win. 
You've got to build talent within the organization, and you have to buy time to come in to take you to the next level. And when you have companies that are you know, 25, 30-year veterans in the organization, they're not adapting to change. They want to keep it standard. It has to be the same. The problem is having that one woman. When there's one woman or one person of color, he or she is constantly proving themselves or defending themselves. When it's two, it becomes combative. It doesn't level off until you get three. And white men, by the way, like to see that interaction with the two. It's humorous. It's engaging. Uh-huh. So when you have that one woman and you're in a meeting and you, and you, you take a break and go to the washroom and the men go into the washroom, the conversation continues. She's then left out of the conversation. Yeah. You come back to the table. You've already agreed what you're going to do. She's like, well, when did that happen? Where did, where, where, where did I go? Yeah. Right? And then they still look at women today. I interviewed 25 women recently and asked them do, when, when did they feel excluded or not a part of the team. And every one of them said they were asked by their peers to get coffee. To schedule the meetings. Oh, today in the 21st century, God, that damn. is still occurring. And I know that, that we, we heard occurring. initially with with Zoom calls taking president to face to face that men tend to over talk or talk louder or talk over. Yes. And that women felt a great deal of exclusion on Zoom calls because of that very fact. So they so they, this they, nuance is really lost in a lot of our business I, interactions. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And then with the Zooms, they didn't they didn't go go to dark. Yeah. You know, they're on mute. There's no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no visual aid of them. To pitch. It just goes dark. So they check out. They're not contributing. So we tell people we want you to bring your full authentic self to work. That's not happening. Right? And again, we have to do this together. How do we solve for one that benefit all? How do we include everyone to be a part of this equation without losing anyone? Now, very clear. There's your innovators. There's your early adapters. And then there's your, your late adapters. Most people are late adapters waiting to be told what to do. <laughs> Tell me what to do and I'll do it. You ch- I, I, I love black people. My best friend is gay. By God, I love women. I married one. Right? Yeah. At the end of the day, you're minimizing the other for what you think is a greater good. And going back to culture, companies have to define what, what culture they're trying to create. Culture, I define as the behavior interpretation of how a community lives out its values to thrive and strive. Yeah. Just that simple. So if you're building a business and you're trying to go after consumers who just happen to be more diverse, right, you've got to have a diverse team. Because what you do, I have seen more black commercials on television since the death and murder of George Floyd than I have in my, and I'm 60 years old than I've been 60 years. But what I see is they've taken white images and put black faces on white images. You have an inhibitionally black woman with her natural hair stand in front of a field of cotton and don't know what's cotton behind her. That's a miss. Yeah. You then put labels on people that are not culturally context. If you were to Google cute baby, and I've done this exercise around the globe, uh-huh. you're only going to get white babies. Page after page after page after page. I've done it in the Middle East. I've done it in China. I've done it in Russia. And it's the same example, white baby after white baby. That's a direct impact of not marketing black and brown babies. So not understanding that puts you on the left side of culture. Years ago, in the, in the 70s, the number one car was Chevy, the Chevrolet. Yep. Novi, Chev- Chevy Nova. When they went to Mexico, the car, the, it fell flat because Nova means no go. won't go. <laughs> yeah. Who buys a car doesn't go. Yeah. When McDonald's built its first McDonald's in India, it was burned down to the ground, a $100 million lawsuit. It wasn't because they sold beef. They sold fish and chicken, but fried their French fries in animal oil and lied about it. So if you don't understand culture, there's a cost to it. Sure. And not having someone around the table that understands culture 
you would lose every time. And globalism only makes that more prevalent because it's not 1970 anymore. Everyone's selling all their shit around everyone, the world. Everyone around the world, if, especially if you want to be um, – in order to be competitive, you have to. Yeah. yeah. You've got to create that competitive advantage, and people want to be able to expand, and the need is strong around the world. I think what you're saying is inclusion is good for business. Inclusion is <laughs> amazing. And let me just say this. Conclusion without diversity leads to confusion. Because oh, who you've been included with. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to wrap up on that one, Tyrone. We appreciate you. No. Can I ask one? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, this is great. I just, I just love you got that. me wound up I, now, I man. You can't sorry, cut me man. out. I'm I sorry love, not talking today. To you'd, you'd, you'd be prime. <laughs> I'm just curious, with, with the impending sort of downturn in the economy, mm-hmm. what impact do you think that will do for the inclusion movement? Is it going to stifle it? Will it will it improve it at the other end? Yep. Like, what are your thoughts on the economy's impact? I think it's going impact? to improve it. I think those who really get behind it and capitalize on it will move forward. For example, in, 19, in, in 2019, there were only 10 blacks on corporate boards. You now have 23. The number has doubled. Wow. Something has occurred to make people think differently about having blacks on their boards. Right. We saw the same disruption in 1967 with, with white women. Yeah. Women began to penetrate the workforce. And the fastest growing industry in the 1970s was daycare, an industry that didn't even exist. A multi-billion dollar industry uh-huh. that was birthed out of women coming back to work. Wow. So when there's disruptions in the workforce, there's money to be made. So when you look at this, you've got to look at it very differently. And people leave money on the table. In our industries, blacks will spend 196 trillion dollars in tourism yeah wow never let a good disaster go to waste never let a good disaster go to <laughs> waste right we saw an intake um during the pandemic of uh-huh. black travelers who had who had never been on a plane and never stayed in a hotel because they had stimulus money they were able to do things that they've never done before spend money in the economy in the economy they knew in order to build the economy yeah those are the actions that people are going to have to take to move forward awesome. so i can go off with you guys i know you don't have this much more great. time this but is great i love Tyrone. this work it's my life's mission my purpose i've joined a company the purpose is to care for people to be their best it allows me that chance to be my best and do my best for others well, we're gonna and have to have you back on tyrone because this, I, I this is, this I is a it. teaser people if you are not here at unleash which that means you didn't get you didn't get to see the full meal deal because tyrone's going to be on stage tomorrow we're going to get back with tyrone uh tyrone (laughs) if people want to actually connect with you or they want to find out more about you or what you're doing where would you send them i am all on social media so linkedin facebook i'm not as good with twitter as as much but i'm very social on linkedin okay so I, i communicate post i write articles um, we're sharing best practices, and actually, that's how I got to this conference today. They saw my platform on LinkedIn, reached out, and said, "Let's have a conversation." And here I am today. So this was great. That's this probably great. the best. Thanks, Tyrone. Well, I love Thank it. Thank you. Good luck tomorrow, Thank man. you, Cheese. Appreciate you. <laughs> you bet. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chad and Joel, the man. All right. Appreciate it. We, we out. out.